ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our Insta family series where we are discussing how to have a Christ-centered family. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, be sure to share with your friends and family. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, uh, we have Devon, Britt, and our special guest is Miss Mary Rayford, who uh, she leads the prayer ministry here at the church. And uh, we'll just be going through the the sermon today. Today, we are continuing in our Insta Family series, and uh, today we're discussing prayer. And so just to kick us off, um, Mary, how long have you been doing the prayer ministry here? And um, can you tell us a little bit about it? Well, I started um, at, in 2019. I went, when I got started here, I noticed that it was in the prayer ministry. So I went to Pastor Tom and asked Pastor Tom, do you have a prayer ministry? He said, no, but you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's right. They'll volunteer you. And get Sounds it, like Pastor uh, Tom. Uh, that is him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so wh- when do you guys meet and, uh, what's the best way to, to get involved with that if people, uh, want to? Yes. We meet every first Friday and the third Friday of every month Okay, at 6.30 to 7.30. Great. Okay. Right here, uh, uh Copley campus, correct? Yes. Yep. Well, it's our, currently yeah. our only campus right now, 891 <laughs> right. Copley street. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about prayer, so, Love to get your insights and love to uh, learn a little bit from you because prayer is definitely something that that I I struggle with as like a spiritual uh, discipline. And uh, Pastor Tom talked about you know pr- prayer being a, a spiritual discipline that should be a part of every Christian household. And I just wanted to throw out there: what did prayer look like in in you all's households growing up? Uh, what what did the prayer life look like? How did your parents uh, do it? And um, just, yeah, I want to throw that out there. Sure, I'll kick it off. Um, one of my core memories, actually, is uh, waking up to this loud noise, almost a thundering noise, like our house was shaking almost. And getting up, waking up, and I'm just hearing this almost yelling like there's this fighting going on. And I'm I'm doing what I probably shouldn't do, but I'm walking through the house trying to figure out what's going on. I'm walking through the house. The house is dark. This is the middle of the night, like 3 o'clock in the morning. Um and I arrive in my parents' bedroom because that's where the yelling is coming from. And the door is open, so I walk to the door, and there is my mother in full war, in prayer, calling out the names of her children, going at it, wow. fighting for us. Mm-hmm. When I say this woman, I mean, that was the, that's a core memory, listening to my mother throw that out there, fighting for us on her knees. And I mean, on her knees, crying out to God for us. That was a core memory. So, and that was pretty consistent. My mother is a prayer warrior, mm-hmm. has been a prayer warrior, and she's been uh, institutional for that. Yeah. Wow. Well, I raised up completely differently, mm-hmm. and you would not believe it. My mom wasn't saved. I got saved at the age of 12. Wow. And I fall in love with Jesus. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I fall in love with Jesus on my knees. And I think that's when he put the blanket of intercessor on me. Mm. And my mom and my dad, they told me later on that um, they could hear me through the house. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. And how my dad um, would kneel by the bed weeping when he hear me praying at a young, young age of my life. I got baptized when I was 13. And I um, prayer, I find out with Jesus that he don't talk your business. <laughs> 
And so I think with that, I fall dead in love with him. So anything, as a young teenager, I will take it to Jesus. Mm. And um, prayer has become my mental, I mean, my life. And um, I see the, the fruit from it. Mm. You know, prayer is a dialogue. You must give God chance to answer. <laughs> that is that is good. That and is many times we don't do that. Right. We rabble on and tell him what we want. Mm-hmm. And very few people know how to pause and wait mm-hmm. for him to respond. Um, and I, I practice that. I like to um, not only rabble on with what I want, <laughs> but Lord... What do you want from Mary? Mm. Mm-hmm. Where are you going today? Because wherever you go in, that's where I want to go. Mm. And that's where I want to be. Because in his presence, the word of God says is fullness of joy. Mm. It's fullness until it's overflow. Because it is in his presence. There is healing, deliverance. There is a way making God mm. in his presence is everything that we ever need is in his presence. So I learned to wrap myself up in Christ, like a sheet that is wrapped up in a bed. And when you wrap yourself up with him, the devil can't find you. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Now, now when you, when you say, because you said you were saved at the age of, of 12 and your mom wasn't saved. Now, now where, where did you learn how to pray or who, who did you look at to pray? Did you... Was it something you just read your Bible and kind of, you know, just kind of trial and error? Was there men- mentors that you had of, or who did you look at when you when you went to pray? On my knees. Mm. I got to say, not one soul taught me wow. but Jesus and me. Mm. My mom would come to the door sometime and say, if the room don't talk to you, Mary, nothing else going to do. But she didn't understand <laughs> wow. that Jesus was talking to me. Right. Mm. Wow. And he taught me. Mm. I didn't really have a mentor um, to say I will go to them, but everybody, all the elders in the church mm-hmm. was like a mother to us, you know, because mm-hmm. my mom didn't go to church, mm-hmm. but um, she sent us to church. Okay. You know, she was one of those mothers. She didn't get saved till we moved to America, and she was 62 years old, and she gave her heart to the Lord. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's important because we definitely hear a sort of an accent. Where are you from? Honduras. That's right. That's okay. right. Honduras, the island of Rotan. And your first language is Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and when you speak in Spanish, it is beautiful. It is beautiful, and it's different. Yes, ma'am. Yes. That's awesome. So, uh, I guess... Speak a little bit to, about that, uh, the, the cultural di- difference of, of Honduras. It, does it look differently the way that they prayed in the church you grew up in versus how we pray here? Yes. How so? Being different. Uh-huh. <laughs> the church that I grew up was with the church of God. Mm-hmm. And um, when one kneeled to pray, everybody prayed. Mm. But then I learned that that's not what really should be. You know, mm. if one person is praying. You give that person a chance, and then you come along. This is what God taught me. You come along and agree with that person because God is in agreement. Mm -hmm. And everybody is talking. Nobody is listening Mm -hmm. to come in agreement. Mm -hmm. So as we are praying as corporately, Mm -hmm. you need to have one person leading out 
and then everybody come on and join in with that person. Then the next one come and become in because Psalms 133 and one say, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren Mm -hmm. to dwell together in what? Unity. Mm. And when we unify, there is power in unity. Definitely. Power. That's awesome. So good. Yeah. And how about you, Britt? How how did prayer look like in your household? Well, man, I'm going to be like Kyla last week. I got to follow Miss Mary. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) No, prayer in my household was um, memory of my mom every single night. Uh, kneeling down with us by our beds, she would actually she she would scratch our backs. We loved getting our backs scratched, but while we're scratching, while she, while she was scratching our backs, she was we would just give her our prayer request, and she would pray out. She would lift up her voice, and she would have us pray as well. And we would pray uh, that night for every one of our prayer requests, and then we'd go to sleep. And then uh, I was taught by my grandma as well. My grandma, man, uh, I've spoken about her in the past, but my grandma, my great nana, uh, incredible prayer warriors, and seeing them. Um, in their prayer closets on their knees and hearing them just like you heard your mom, Pastor Devon, was just incredible. But they taught me the importance of this consistent and constant communication with God, just being in a constant mm-hmm. uh, conversation with him throughout the day. And so that's kind of how I carry my prayer life. I, I have my moments and I have my times where this is my prayer time. And, and in the morning, I pray with my wife every morning and in the evening, right before if she's saying I'm about to fall asleep, I know that means better say our prayers because if you don't, I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to miss them. So I always roll over. We pray together, but, but I have my set aside time for myself to get on my knees every, every night and and pray. But as far as the, I'd say 80 to 90% of my prayer life, it is on the go. It's in the car. It's, it's when I'm walking around the church here, I'm whispering under my breath. It's, it's, it's uh, in my shower. I hate to bring up the shower. No, no place. But I, that is, I pray mm-hmm. in the shower, man. That's, I mean, just my, my time with the Lord is, is, like I said, it's a constant conversation. It's 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 one that I will say amen and I love you, but it's uh, two seconds. I could be bringing something else to you or thanking you for something else or asking you for something else and listening. I love that you mentioned to stop for a moment and listen, though. Mm-hmm. It's something that I'm just being honest. I don't do enough. There are moments where I will say, Lord, speak to me, and I'll try to be quiet for a time, but I find myself going right back into prayer mm-hmm. because of that awkward silence, I, I, that that silence. Of, uh, mm-hmm. But I need to practice that, setting time aside to just listen. Mm. Listen, whether it be through worship. Listen, whether it be through through the Word of God. Listen, if it's coming from a mentor, but but just to take the time during prayer to listen and let God speak to my heart. Yeah, no, that's that's good. The um, and so so Pastor Tom went went into uh, you know how to how to make that a, a staple in our our households and how to to teach our kids to pray. And so you know when we Think about our different households, and I guess I, I didn't share, but 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 my my household, um, I I really didn't have a ton of prayer in my household. My my mom got saved later in in life, and then um, but she would always talk about you know having prayer groups and having these mm-hmm. women of God that she would go to with different prayers and everything. And I felt like I I knew I was getting prayed for, and so with, whether it was, you know, a test or, you know, an injury or whatever, like I knew my mom was bringing that to that group, and there was a comfort that I had with that growing up, even if I didn't, you know, see it in the household um, as much, but it was it was definitely important to know that other people were praying for me mm. and to have those people that, you know, were those prayer warriors that you could look to and say, you know, 
if something's going in my life, I want to reach out to them because I know that they have, I, it feels like they have this more direct connection with God or they just have this, you know, it, I don't know what exactly it is, but when, when we talk about those prayer warriors and we kind of have, have mentioned it, um, you know, what do you think that is? What do you, what do you think? Um, you think it's just that, just that deeper connection or how, how do, how do prayer warriors, how, how important it is to have and identify those people in your life? How important is it? Yeah. I mean, it, I think it's crucial, right? Mm-hmm. To have yourself surrounded by those that, that can pray for you, that are willing to pray for you. But also, I remember going to a specific um, person and saying, you know, it was like probably my upteenth time coming to them saying, I need prayer on this. I need prayer on this. I need prayer on this. You know, but this specific time, um, he said, you know, you can do this yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, you know, like <laughs> I can, but you know. I know you could do it better. God right? don't listen That's to right. me like he listened right. to you. Like he listens to you, right? <laughs> but that, he kind of challenged me in that time to just, you know, communicate for myself. Communicate for yeah, myself. Like so you said, Brett, it's, it's, it's a constant thing. It's constant communication. But back to, to finish off the question, yes, uh, you need to have those people identify because when two or three are gathered, he's there, mm-hmm. right? And if we're gathering over that same issue, I believe that he, no matter what, he's going to move. But I believe it's a powerful moment when those that you believe when those that are with you that believe the same that you believe are, are there and they're praying that same prayer with you. I, like you said, to come into agreement, uh, Ms. Mary, I think that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I really think that pow- I really think that there's power in that. And I think that's something we should do. We should do often, but also have the boldness to go to Christ ourselves on our own behalf, mm-hmm. as well as be those prayer warriors for other people um, to go, you know, to be that for other people. Yeah. When someone asks, Hey, can you pray for me? Be honest and pray for them. Right. You know, that's a challenge in itself. Just pray. And maybe you just right. put it in the practice of doing it right then. Not, oh, yes. oh, yeah, I'll pray yes. for you later in my prayer time. Yes. I'll pray yes. for you right now. Yes. I'll listen to my right. voice right here yep. with you. That's actually a best practice of yeah. mine. If yeah. someone asks me to pray for them, I right. do, do it right, right then. Yeah. You got 30 that. seconds, you got five seconds, whatever, because it, right. it doesn't take long to communicate that, right? Hey, but to do that. It, and Ms. Mary, you do that. Yes. It's yeah. something that you, because, yes, you do that constantly. You know, you... When I, hey, Miss Mary, we need prayer about this situation right here. Okay, let's go right now. Yes. You know, you've, you've done that for me several times. So yes. it's been good. What about you? Yes. Well, that's, I, I think um, because I'm so a part of so many prayer groups. Yes. Yes, you are. I'm, I'm, I, all day long, I'm on the phone praying with a prayer group, and then I pray people call to pray for. But don't forget what Hebrew 11 and 1 say. Now, faith is the substance of things to hope for and the evidence of things not seen. So <clears throat> prayer comes with faith. You got to have the faith to believe the unbelievable. Mm. You know, when things seems like it's not going right. Mm-hmm. God taught me this, put like put a bandaid over your eyes. That's what faith is. But you keep walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you man. put a band uh, a cloth over your eye and you keep walking. You're not sure where you're going, but you're moving. Amen. And that's faith. You keep moving, believing. So when someone asks to pray, the first thing you want to do is make sure you got a connection with God. Because we could blabber on words, mm-hmm. but what is the word? And that's why it's so important to know the word. Because one thing that God is going to act 
on is his word. That's right. Which I want to point out right now. I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but this is the third or fourth Bible verse that my sister has quoted (laughs) from the top of her head. So Uh knowing scripture and praying from scripture is important. Very important. And I mean, that's impressive for me. I I know some scripture, but you got to start it off for me to get it right right, and tell you where it's at. I'm not 100% sure. Ms. Mary, that's very impressive. And I'm very thankful to know that you do that and you value that. That's right. Praying scripture is Huge. It's a surefire way to know you're in, you're in agreement with God, right? right. <laughs> if you're praying His Scripture, His Scripture right. is infallible. It's tr- the truth. It is what God. It's the the inspired Word of God. If you're praying that in agreement, pretty good good chance you're in agreement with God. A hundred percent chance you're in you're in agreement with God. Definitely. Um, and so, kind of going into the the crux of this this series is is about the family, and so talking about how to. How to how to do that for our kids, and you know, selfishly, I'm kind of asking the question of you know, because I I don't necessarily make make my kids pray. I don't necessarily say that they they have to do it. It's kind of one of those things where we do it at the table. Ask them, you know, is there anything that we can pray for today? And like, I'll lead it. But if if they don't want to do it at the time, I usually am not the one that to say, you know, you gotta you gotta pray right now. And so I don't know if that's one of those things that you know just to build that muscle, they need to be able to, to have the reps and kind of, you know, put it in even when they may not feel like it. Mm. Or if it, if it is more of that kind of, you have to have a little bit more of that faith to kind of jump into prayer. You have to be able to, you know, understand a little bit more and, you know, it's just not the the rambling. What do you guys think? Is it more of the reps or do you feel like having more of a, a grasp on the, the concept of prayer is, is more important? Well, I want to ask, how old is your kids? I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Oh, perfect age. Mm-hmm. But you have to, and you have to sh- demonstrate it to them. That's mm-hmm. what I had to do with my mm-hmm. kids. Now, they're grown. I got two girls. Mm-hmm. And um, any time now that they're going in a way, the first thing they do is text me because mm-hmm. they know mama is praying. Mm-hmm. And so with my grandkids now, I kneel with them. And I teach them the word. Mm-hmm. You got to teach them this teachable, perfect yes. age. When you sit around the dinner table, it's not an option. Mm-hmm. You bless your food mm-hmm. and you teach them. So um, at three years old, I my uh, oldest granddaughter went to Thanksgiving with her other grandparents. And my daughter called me and said, Mom, she made me cry how she blessed the food Aww. because I taught her. My daughter them is not saved. Um, well, I would say not practicing it because the dead got saved at a mm. very young age. Mm. And but they don't have a church home yet, but they will. Um, that's another faith mm. right there. You faith gotta statement. believe. Yeah. And so you are in a perfect season with your kids. You got to begin to demonstrate, mm-hmm. not tell. But show, mm, definitely. Let's get on our knees. Yeah, mm. you being the head of the house. Yeah, bring your family together. You know the um, Matthew um, said that you, just as a hen gather the chicken under the wings, mm. so that we got to do the same with our children. Bring them under the wing of Christ by teaching them and demonstrating to them mm. what prayer is all about. That's right. Yeah. I would say this. I would really just say the same. I, my kids are 25, 24, 23, and 16. The 25, 24, and 23-year-old, we started later. Um, but just being honest with them about prayer and um, 
taking that time and praying with them, it became just an institutional part of our, you know, our time. Um, and I taught them as my mom taught me. The same prayer that Pastor Tom mentioned in his uh, sermon, a father, I, now I lay me down to sleep. Mm-hmm. My, I pray my soul to keep. But if I shall die before I wake, I pray to you, Lord, my soul to take, right? Uh-huh. My mother taught me that prayer. And I remember that question, uh, but who else going to take my soul to Jesus? Day? You know, I remember that. And that question, my, one of my kids, one of my older kids had the audacity to ask. You know, I was like, you know. Let me tell you about them, you know, so I had to break that down, you know, for them. But it became um, very, uh, it, it, it became normal for, for my older three. But with my youngest one, it became more of a challenge because he does not like speaking. He does not like speaking verbally out loud. It's just something he doesn't like doing. And so I actually took a, a back seat on it till just recently, till just a few months ago. I was like, dude. You can do this. This is just communication between you and God. Dad, I pray. Okay, I get that you pray. But there are times I'm going to need you to cover me and let me hear what you're covering yeah, me with. Let's go. That's true. Let's just do it. So challenging and pushing him to be more comfortable talking to God has been a challenge. But I, it's one that has been worth it. Watching him just extend his hands and put his hands on someone else's shoulder or head and pray for them has been powerful for me. So I think it's important not only to... Um, show them, but also challenge them to yes. do it as well. Mm. And I'm going to soak all of that up and refrain <laughs> from answering because I have not been a parent yet, but I'm going. I, we're expecting in October, so I'm going to soak all go. that up and use that. So I, I'm hearing a lot of, of demonstrating prayer and demonstrating the posture of prayer um, as opposed to telling. You have to demonstrate it and teach it. So I love that. I'm going to my wife and I will use that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the wisdom, both of you. No, I, I definitely agree as far as like, you know, you're going to, kids are going to catch more than you can, you know, just teach them. If, yeah. if you just give them the, you know, outline, it's not going to be the same as if they see how you're praying, they see the example of it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, to give the best example I can to them because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to have them be able to, you know, be the you know prayer warriors or be be pray confidently and boldly. Yeah. Uh, just like you know in the scripture, they, you know, uh, Pastor Tom uh, read from Hebrews four sixteen. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and may find grace to help us at the moment when we need it. Um, and so that's that's something that I ha- didn't have at first, as far as the, you know praying boldly and confidently. And it's something that you know being able to you know, grow up and, and be able to, you know, practice how, how I'm praying. And even, even having kids has helped me with my prayer life because I, I, I find that confidence and I find that boldness to, to do it a little bit more. But a question that kind of came up to me was that, um, you know, in our culture, we dilute and we kind of prayer is not something that is, is, is very powerful in our culture. It's not something that we view as something as, you know, very, uh, influential. A lot of times we kind of give the off, you know, thoughts and prayers to our community or if somebody come kind of says, and it can kind of be thrown off as this, uh, this scapegoat for really, you know, connecting with somebody and how, how can we as a church, how can we as a, as a culture give the power back to prayer and, and really emphasize what it can do in people's lives and rather than it just be that kind of scapegoat that people use to get out of, you know, connecting. So, 
Go ahead, Britt. I'm sorry. Oh, you're great. No, I don't want you to lose your thought. You okay. go. I had just had one because just doing research on prayer, talking about prayer, being in that place for prayer. Um, I wish these were my words, but they are not. Uh, a, a pastor said, I believe it was Billy, um, Billy Graham said, we have learned as a society to harness the power of an atomic, of, of, of an atom. Right. Getting that atomic bomb. We have learned to harness the power of the wind. We've learned to harness the power of the sun with that, with all these solar panels mm-hmm. and stuff that's going up. But yet we skip the power of prayer, mm-hmm. which is the most powerful thing that we have, especially right. when it comes to being the church. Mm-hmm. When we unite as one and it comes to that time for prayer, guess what we're doing? We are elevating everything else and putting him first. Who's the one that can do it all? So I think that we do. Are you right? I think we kind of lose that power because but I think because we don't do it. We don't let people know. We don't let people in on that secret, yeah. the power of prayer. When you pray, you go into the one, mm. right? The one. You don't have to go around anybody else. You're going directly to the one who can do it all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like your, when your kid needs something, right? Mm-hmm. They can go to their kids, to their friend's uh, mother. They can go to, you know, their friend. Or they can go to whoever and say, you know, I need a pair of shoes. They'll get some things maybe moving. But when you go to your mama, you go to your daddy. And you say, I need some shoes. Guess what he's going to do? Guess what? He's going to move mm. because his son, his daughter said, I need some shoes. So, and that's not, that's, but that's only one aspect of prayer. Then there's, there's praise, mm. which we need to just take our time and be thankful, right? Because that's where he moves in our praise. That's when, hey, that's, I'm telling you, that's where it all breaks down when we can just trust him with it all and just praise him for the outcome. Mm. That's when, it, that's to me, that's when the truth of the matter comes in. Okay, I've went way too long, Miss Mary. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I am, as you were speaking that, I, I don't want to feel like I'm condemning anybody, but prayer also, you got to fall in love with Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're in love with someone, you want to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And all of us, I, I was That's married true. one time now. You married, you married. You want to spend time with that spouse, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in love with Jesus, you want to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. And the more time you spend with him, the more you fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. And so with that comes the prayer. And um, you you said it so good. This this culture is um, they don't find the time to spend with God because everything is first, mm-hmm. and God wants to be first. Mm-hmm. So we got to be very careful with that. We give everybody our time, but not mm-hmm. God. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. Yeah, and I think I guess I would I'll wrap it up with that one with my statement for that question was. I think we need to, as a church, turn to prayer first and foremost and more. I think we kind of treat prayer as kind of like one of our one of our side tools, one of our just one of the the the, the side pieces of our faith, where it should be the thing we lean into. That is when we are literally entering the holy of holies. That thing, the veil was torn when Jesus was crucified on the cross. It it got rid of that separation of us and God. That's the thing we should be leaning into first and foremost when things, like Pastor Devon said, not only when things are going wrong, but when things are going right, we need to stop and pause and praise him in prayer. I think, I don't think as a church, not not saying Centerpoint specifically, the church in general, I don't think we lean into prayer as much and as often as we should. I think that has to be one of our first places we go. We look at other 
other things before we look at prayer. And I think prayer needs to be, um, Pastor Devon said it, it is, it is going to our father, it's going to our daddy, it's going to the source of all creation and laying our problems before him, but also laying our praise before him and just taking our hands off of it and saying, this is in your hands, you are God, you are powerful, have your way. And I think we need to do that so much more as a, as a church. And I hope our church is doing it as individuals, but as a church, I think that's something which leads right into our, fir- our first and third Friday of every month. There's Come right. on and, and, yeah. and, and pray with us as a corporate, uh, as a corporate, as, as a cor- yeah, as a corporate body, please. And you're going to see a shift. Yeah. It's going to be a different, because your mentality changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, Pastor Tom, you know, said as well, the ultimate purpose of prayer is simply to deepen our relationship with the Godhead. Amen. And, you know, that is such an important part of it. You know, it. I think, as like I said, as a culture, we're looking for that quick fix. We want this, you know, this this different type of uh, healing that we God, God has the healing. God, God has, you know, he wants to make that connection. He wants to have that, that relationship with you. And, and through that relationship, like you said, it's going to be a process. You'll start to, to, to layer on. And, but it, it is something that is, is foreign in our culture. And I, like I said, I, I don't want it to be where we just, we start to dilute or we start to just, you know, discount the, the power that prayer has in our lives because, we just want it to be this, you know, I'll just pray a little quick prayer and expect, you know, expect it just to, you know, magically, you know, right, you know right. happen. And so, um, you know, that that doesn't discount the power of, of prayer as far as, you know, just getting into uh, being with people, like like you said, and I encourage anybody that uh, wants to, to definitely join that, that ministry there. And so uh, are there any closing thoughts that you have uh, before we wrap up here? Well, um, I am so grateful that, first of all, that you invited me to come and talk about prayer because that's one of my greatest passion Mm -hmm. is spending time with the Lord and um, that the church of the living God would rise because we are a giant that has been asleep for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think the prayer, as Pastor Tom continued to teach on it, is going to wake up that giant that is in us. And... um, we're going to be able to do great exploitation here on this earth for him, mm. for thy kingdom come, for thy will to be done in us, for his will to be done in us. I love Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, as he really is our shepherd, and we shall not want. Mm-hmm. And we walk around with want and need, and he's telling us, if I'm your shepherd, you shall not want for nothing. Because I'll keep you safe. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's beautiful. Thank you. Um, so we, I just thank you guys for for joining me today. Uh, join us next week as we continue the Insta Family series. Uh, special thank you to Miss Mary, and uh, we will see you next week. Have a good week. See y'all. Thank you.